Welcome to Backyards and Bevies. Grab your favorite bevy, pull up a chair, and enjoy the ride. Hey, B&B fam. This podcast is sponsored to you by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something getting in the way of your happiness? I know when I traveled the world, I had many days where BetterHelp's worldwide service of licensed professional therapists could have helped me speak to someone no matter where I was in the world about whatever was happening in my life and with zero judgment. With their ability to match me with a therapist that best fits me, I know my mental health would have been way better back then. Believe me, I needed it. But I'm here to share a way for you to take back control of your mental health by telling you about BetterHelp's awesome services they have for you to talk with a pro about your life through their app or just online. Whether it is a video session or some simple messaging, their team is here to help. I went to check out the app for myself just to see how easy it was to use. And after a series of questions, I was told I would be able to start matching with a therapist in under 48 hours. And what is super rad is that it's affordable and they even offer financial aid too. So come join the 2 million users that have already been helped and gain back control of your mental health by visiting betterhelp.com backyards for 10% off your first month. Remember, BetterHelp is therapy done securely online. Don't forget to use the special code backyards and let BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, help you to start living a happier life today. Hey, welcome to Backyards and Bevies. Uh, Indeed, yeah. Well, actually, we're we're this is this episode is studios and bevies or basements and bevies. Well, I'm gonna call it a studio because <laughs> it's gorgeous in here. When you told me there was a home studio that I was gonna come record you, and I was like. Um, thinking in my mind, like, okay, there'll be a computer, there'll be a right. vocal room, and right. but I didn't know that I was gonna, I was gonna walk into like a real recording studio. This is awesome, dude. Oh, thanks, man. The vocal room is the shower, <laughs> which has awesome <laughs> acoustics. But which, no, like I, I told you earlier, man, Amy, my unbelievable wife, has let me have the whole basement as a, as a studio and kind of a hang room yeah. and just a. Like I told you, man, this it's I've, comfy. I've taken a lot of naps on this couch right here. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just have to say, like, dude, walking in, you know, like for for no one who can see this, you have to imagine there's there's photos from McTina McBride to Johnny Cash to race cars to it, there's just an assortment. There's golf clubs in here. I mean, this is a this is my room. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, we'll come over anytime. Man. <laughs> I wish we lived closer. This, I mean, you're out uh, and you have a great backyard too. I think we'll have to do a, a true backyards and bevies down Absolutely, the road, man. Yeah. Well, everyone, Bart, Bart Allman. Hi. And I almost like had it back. Remember, we were, I was like, wait, I want to get the name pronunciation right. And I messed it up. See, but um, no, dude, this is awesome. We uh, so everybody welcome to Backyards and Bevies. But uh, we toured for a really short amount of time. I mean, you and we didn't even tour together. You were out writing songs with yeah, the band. That's what I was thinking is we ne- did we ever share a bus? No, we never shared a bus. Okay. We which we obviously shared ca- catering in yeah. front of house cuz yes. you'd come out and hang out. <laughs> um and that was like early in the Florida Georgia line okay. days. So we were still doing smaller venues, amphitheaters. Uh, okay. Um, I think there was a couple arenas that we had done. I would have been later on then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one of my favorite things, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, is we were in West Texas, and I think Lex called your mom 
and she brought out oh, a giant yeah, yeah. tub of green chili, yeah. and it was unbelievable <laughs> and it was on our bus uh -huh. and i remember lex going dude you remember pk right he's like well yeah, yeah. i mean i remember about I, I didn't ever get to know him dude yeah. that was the best ever so yeah. your, your mom is that that was chili saint well and that was my stepmom oh she, okay no 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 and uh, wiley every tour that i have ever done they've <laughs> always brought food out my dad oh my and my stepmom would always bring and she's won like the green chili cook-off and oh and, um, and that was albuquerque okay it was albuquerque yes, yeah, yeah that's it's right the Asleta amphitheater and she's won like blue ribbons for i mean i don't even know how many times like oh, 14 dude. 20 times so that meal was always a meal that I would have her cook when I would come home from oh tour. Oh my god! So if I hadn't been home in months or years, yeah, yeah, years, and I'd be like, "Oh, hey, look, I'm going through Albuquerque." I wouldn't like really. I mean, this is gonna sound kind of mean, but I really wouldn't care to see them. I just wanted the food. <laughs> well, Lex said, "Everybody eat before we let anybody else know that this is on our bus." One hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, delicious. And I wasn't even. Yeah, that's right. Because I wasn't on that run. I was uh, no, out on I don't something think you else. Were. Yeah. No, that was a. And what was interesting about that tour was it really did bring me close to meeting so many different people over the years because they had just an like an assortment of fun people that were like rotating oh, in and yeah. doing things and you know from the nitro circus guys to oh, yeah like then treva you know like all the people who've come out and wrote songs with them i mean yep. it's pretty it's been a fun run and so when when the pandemic hit and i started looking at podcasts someone had thrown me your podcast mm. and then it was like oh okay well i'm not really sure what podcasts are yet but i'll kind of look at these and and as time went forward then i started my podcast and here we are reconnecting again in a completely yeah. different you know world um <laughs> it's just wild to me like how things happen and so you've had a podcast now for how many years uh almost three okay i think we've done a hundred and almost 170 episodes oh my gosh that's amazing so yeah i mean you know it, it it's something to do. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, it is, it is, it's interesting because it's like, you're telling stories again, yeah. you know, like it will, yeah. if no one knows who you are, because some of my audience is not even in the industry, right? Oh, so nobody knows who I am. Uh, well, you know, don't, uh, you do and my wife does and that's about it. <laughs> and, that, well, and, and as nice as that is, I mean, you do have a, a wonderful resume behind you. You're not only a podcaster you've written songs you've yeah. been a part of albums you've worked in the music industry is yeah uh you were telling me earlier it was uh rca now yeah i worked at uh originally i worked for uh 16th avenue records which was insane because i was trying to get charlie pride wow. uh johnny russell little david wilkins vicky bird canyon which kind of morphed into lone star yeah and uh, trying to get those records played. Then I went to RCA, and uh, two of my first three weeks, we had number ones at RCA. And I was working with Restless Heart in Alabama and yeah. Martina McBride and Robert Ellis Oral. And that was that was just unbelievable being and the Judds being on the, uh, the, the, Judds. the Judds farewell tour and everything. Wow. You know, I mean, just all those kind of tours. Yeah. I mean, you remember going from clubs to arenas yeah. to freaking, you've been to stadiums. <laughs> I've never been in stadiums, but 
the the difference is markable oh, you know yeah. and 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 it's it's just that's why i was saying we were talking about uh uh detroit it's oh, like yeah. 16,000 people it's like Auburn Hills. Auburn Hills. No one was there to see me. <laughs> no, they were there for everyone else. And you look out there and you go, oh my gosh, this yeah. music is just making people's mm-hmm. lives. I heard the other day a, uh, a producer, and this is one of the most amazing things I've heard after 35 years in this business. He said, nobody cares how you feel. They all care how you make them feel. Oh, yeah. And you listen to those songs and you listen to those Alabama songs and those Judd songs and those Pantera songs and those ZZ Top songs, those Aerosmith songs. And you go, those songs, I know how they make me feel. Yeah. Which is why I keep coming back to it. But after, yeah, after RCA, man, uh, we started Monument Records. Which was uh, the the little third wheel at uh, CBS? Oh, whoa. which it was Columbia, Epic, and Monument. Yeah, and, and our first act was the Dixie Chicks. That's amazing. And we sold thirty five million records with those cats. Man, I saw them. It, they were doing this. It was um, an Alan. Ja- was it Alan? Ja- no, sorry. This was like George Strait. He used to have a festival back. Oh in yeah, the day. Strait and, Fest. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, Tim and Faith were opening uh, a small little act by the name of Kenny Chesney. I've heard of her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that uh, guy's a monster oh truck. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the Dixie Chicks. And I just yeah. remember being like, I have no idea what's happening. I didn't end up seeing the rest of the show because it got um, a, a big a storm blew through El yeah. Paso, Texas, and they canceled the rest of them. But seeing the Dixie Chicks back then, I was like, whoa. That was new. Man. I'll tell you what, when Vince Gill on the CMA Awards said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. He was not kidding. How many, And you said, how many years were you working for them? Five. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. And right at the start, too. So, yeah. I mean, that yeah, just... I, mean, I took him on their very, very, very first promo tour. I mean, little <laughs> kind of a funny, tasteless story was I flew to Oklahoma City to meet our Dallas regional uh-huh. with the girls, and Natalie jumped out of the van and wasn't wearing a bra, <laughs> and she's not overly endowed. Yeah. I'm not trying to be rude. She's a beautiful girl. Yeah. But I go, Natalie, you're not wearing a bra. <laughs> And she jumps up and down. She goes, Bart, I don't need to. It's like, oh, let's go. Get in the van. Let's go. Get, let's go. So years later, she, uh, we're backstage and she's pregnant. And she goes, Bart, look, I finally need a bra. And I go, great. Here we go. Isn't it fun that like you meet the, you like the, the, the world sees them in one way. Right. Yeah. And then you end up, or we end up being close to these artists all day long because we're on tour and they're just people that are having fun too. And there's nothing like whether it's farting or burping or sneeze, like they're just humans and it's hysterical to have moments like that though. I got a call from one of them who will rename, remain (laughs) nameless. She goes, the toilet's clogged. I'll be right down. It's like you go down there and you go, because you know what? Yeah. yeah, You're playing dad or brother. You're playing older brother. Older brother. Yeah. And, but they're just, they were wonderful, man. I love them to death. I I wish they were still 
I'll tell you what, man, yesterday, this is so stupid, but yesterday I was thinking like, can you imagine Natalie, Chick, and the Chicks doing a duet with Chris Stapleton? Oh, that'd be awesome. I was just going like, holy crap, that would be huge. Yeah, it would be huge, and it would be wonderful. It would be. And everybody in the world would sing along. Music is just amazing. Yeah. I, there was, on the way over here, I was like trying to figure out, like I was like, man, how do I start this? And seeing that you've been in this industry forever, I kept going back to, I was like, <laughs> I was like man, I wonder if, because I know there's a, a couple lyrics in my mind that every time I hear them, I can go back to, not necessarily the why I got into the industry, but something that just, it resonated in me all the time. And still to this day, I can hear the song. It's Blink-182. Yeah. And just the small, the, and it's just a fraction of words. It's like, uh, um, this is growing up. And it was like, whoa, mm. that, that's such a, like a, from them, they're like a joke, like not a joke band, but they were always like having fun. So for them to have like yeah. a lyric like that, I was like, okay, wait, maybe I do have to think of this as growing up. <laughs> so it, it I wanted is. to ask you, being that you've been with like Dixie Chicks and you've written you've writ, written songs <laughs> with like some writing. of these you're written you've written songs <laughs> with some of the biggest country acts in the world. Hell yeah! Um, is there a, is there like lyrics that you go back to your heart just that sit in there and just make yeah. your day? There probably is if I'm listening along yeah. and singing along, but man, there's you know what I mean. People always want to look down, pop people, and always want to look down on country writers mm -hmm. because the songs are fairly simple. You know, I've said for 75 years, <laughs> we've been trying to say I love you in a different way. Yeah. You know, and other formats can cuss and call each other names and whatever, and, and country is still pretty, yeah. pretty Presbyterian, you yeah, know, they, I mean, they, which I love. I don't have kids, but I if I did have kids, I would love if they listened to country music. Yeah. Because you you love people. Yeah. You like people. You hold hands <laughs> with people. You put your arms around people. Yeah. Every once in a while you break up. But Every, yeah, you know what? It's it's <laughs> guy gets girl, guy loses girl, guy loses gets girl back yeah. again. Gets dog in the process. Gets a dog. Go fishing. Absolutely. Yeah, man, there's oh shoot, I'd have to go back to I knew it was going to be an open. I knew it was going to be a loaded question yeah, that probably wasn't going to get answered. But I think it's true because I've had this talk. My wife's in the industry. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like we have a lot of friends in the industry. I've done rock and pop and rap and country Man. tours, and I like them all. Yeah. But there is something, and I used. I told my wife this one time. I said, you know, the reason I like like old George Strait or old Alan Jackson is. There's some or Garth, you know, like some of these or Johnny Cash, who I'm staring at on a on a poster right now. <laughs> it wasn't that they were just writing four lyrics and then it went the entire length of the three minutes. Yeah, it was a real long story that they were like the Highwaymen. Oh, I my mean, gosh. some yeah. of those songs you're like, wait, I'm listening to a movie right now in my brain, and and then you get to put yourself in all these different pictures and. You can create your own vision of it. And I, there's something about the storytelling of country that's just always blown my mind away. Yeah. That's why co-writing is such a blast. Because you're sitting in a room, emotionally naked with one or two other people. Yeah. And it's like, what's on your mind? And you're going like, dude, <laughs> I'm so, right now, man, you know, my uncle just 
died of cancer or whatever yeah. and i just really miss him and and you go like bam 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 mm -hmm. or you go man you know what yesterday was my anniversary and i just i can't love my wife <laughs> any more than i do right now mm -hmm. and you go bam 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 you know and it's it's just it's just i think country is just bubbling under the surface all the time mm -hmm. it's just right there mm -hmm. yeah i mean there my wife puts it this way too all the time it's like when well all the other platforms have basically moved to streaming you yeah. know like there's good old boys out on their tractors that are still listening to the radio Dude. and country is giant on the radio yep. still days yep and that you know and whatever there's leaving every genre on its own to do whatever yeah. it wants i think country has that that feel i can picture myself back every time i hear the alabama song the you know the 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 freaking guitar kicks in and I'm like, it takes me back to high school out in the desert <laughs> drinking beer with a bonfire. Yep. It doesn't take me anywhere else. I'm like, yep, I don't I never lived in Alabama. I don't know them, but that song yep. drives me there. I was told by a publisher, and this was a country publisher here in town, mm -hmm. and he said, The mark of a great song is if you can just sing it and play it with an acoustic guitar. It's a great song. Love it. And that, that's not necessarily true. You know, I don't want to hear <laughs> acoustic Pantera. No, you know? no. We want Pantera at 140 <laughs> oh, decibels. Man, absolutely. Texas headphones the size of cars. Oh, dude. Fist in your forehead. <laughs> absolutely. But as far as country goes, I mean, you really you really have to, I mean, that's, that's just break it down. You yeah. know, that's why Riders Nights were so amazing when they were really cranking here in town. Mm -hmm. You'd have four riders in the round, you know, sitting around, uh, four microphones and just playing songs acoustically. I can't imagine any other format where yeah. that would ever really work. It might, but I, I don't know. I, I think like the closest thing, in my opinion, would be like old punk rock music in a garage. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Just because I feel like that same emotion, like not to say that, you know, like there could have been Dr. Dre and Snoop and, you know, sure. them in a room writing too. But, you know, like the things that like those chords that we think are simple, like the four chords of a punk rock song. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that is a simple song. But then you go back and you listen and they're like, whoa, they're talking about some deep, you know. Absolutely. Maybe it's political or maybe it's whatever. Like, sure. you know, the clash. They're not doing oh, any, man. they're not up there like blowing these guitar lines away. They're not playing, they're not a Robert Plant you right. know, or Jimmy Page. Yeah. They're just up there speaking their mind, but it's why in a we, gorgeous way. Why do we still love the Sex Pistols? Uh, <laughs> Bam. Yeah. And <laughs> I really do think that they're, that's like, that's why what's attracting to punk rock for me is yeah. the same that's really attracting to country to me. Yeah. And you would never look yeah. at me and be like, oh, that guy likes country, but I could probably name, you know, like me and my <laughs> wife will get in the car and we'll drive and I'll throw the country playlist on. She's like, who's this? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I John gotta, Michael Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, one of our favorite games, our favorite traveling games, is to put it on Classic Country on XM, uh -huh. and Amy will cover the yeah. the thing, and a song will come on, and as fast as I can, I have to name the artist, yeah. the song title, hopefully the album title, 
and what label they were on because I worked so many of those songs. So many of them, yeah. And if I didn't work them, if you were working them, I still knew what you were working. So, I mean, it's it's really been fun. And she'll sometimes just go like, holy crap, how did you know that? Yeah, and I can do the song and the maybe the title of it or the artist you at always least. know the artist yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but oof, that's a that's a that's a good game that it's fun man and it'll it'll get you four hours down the road <laughs> next thing you know yeah you're you're at a bucky's down this way and then you're like well we took the wrong turn so you're so rca to then what was uh, so rca and you started the what was the name monument of, monument yeah at uh at CBS at their Columbia, yeah, CBS down on Music Sony. Row or Sony. was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Wow, and Music Row has changed. Man. I mean, you, when was the last time you were down there? Do you even make it that way anymore? Now that you have this, be- I wouldn't leave the studio to be. We honest. went. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were down there like four times last year, and it. My office is still there. Is it really? in the Sony building? That's cool. But yeah, it, it's sad. It's different. It's, it's completely different. It's like, you know. Let's buy this building that has all this heritage yeah. and tear it down and put it in a pay parking lot. <laughs> you know, whereas I remember going over to one of my first writing appointments and uh, actually Amy worked there. Crap, I'm forget totally forgetting where it was. But I walked in and they said, oh, you're writing with so-and-so. Okay, let's put you in this room. And I sat down on a couch, whatever. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you're sitting where Roger Miller used to sit. Oh. That was his favorite place. And I, there was just a tear just tear. <laughs> coming down my face. you know. And I don't know that that's still there anymore. Uh, because you know, I don't know that there's that reverence for songwriters. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. It, it, it is hard. Like uh, since my wife works in the Starstruck building, oh, you know, dude. Oh, it's a gorgeous dude. building, gorgeous studio, gorgeous you know that ha- building has so much history so man. much history and like you walk through it and you're like and that's what i always tell people when we go through i'm like it's not that just this one person's been here yeah. it's that there's been hundreds of people through yeah. this door that have not only molded but like just defined certain times in country or just gave country maybe a little kick or you know whatever it could be and then you go down the street and there's you know uh the the ASCAPs and the there's all oh, these man. buildings and but then the more like I drive down there I'm like where did that building go and where did that building yeah. go and it's like I hope that they do keep some of that because looking at your yeah. wall right now there's a Stevie Ray Vaughan freaking you know CD next to me it's one of his guitar picks and that's just so cool to me that there's yeah. heritage that you have here and hopefully they do keep that stuff because you oh, I mean like you said you've been in this industry for a long time and like that the heritage is is Man, you, I just, I don't know why it's going away so much, and I don't know what. I mean, you talk about Starstruck. You, I mean, even when you, back in the days when, like, Koss Weaver was there, yeah. who's just one of my best buddies, and I freaking love him. <laughs> it's like his his ears and his opinion yeah. formed their publishing catalog. Yeah. And you know what? And everybody's catalog is formed and twisted not twisted bad but mm-hmm. but it's morphed by people's ears and by humans yeah and i just I, that that still I, 
That's where going back to Dixie Chicks, man. We fought and fought and fought and fought with them, with radio. Radio hated the name, especially women hated the name. <laughs> and we were going like, well, that's their, they, they called they themselves the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. We didn't call them that. And then we ended up doing pretty good with them and having fun with them. But yeah, golly, man, music is, music is all opinion. Yeah. And so, and th- so, there's never any right and wrong to no. me. There's always popular and not popular. True. But who cares? Yeah. You know, you're going to get in your car and you're going to listen to a record on your way home mm-hmm. of somebody that sold two thousand records. Who cares? It, yeah. Do you love it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then it's good, right? Yeah. That's what Eddie Van Halen used to say. You know, <laughs> was Eddie. was uh, when it comes to rock and roll. There's good and there's bad, and, but it, but it's it's only what I think is good. One hundred percent. And so, and I, I like that though. I think that that's like probably one of the coolest things when I was thinking about you being a songwriter and being in that room with people. If you're having fun doing it, that's really the oh kicker, gosh. you know? Because just because that song didn't make it to number one, yeah. it could be that special song that you're talking about that that person gets to hold on for the rest of their life and they can yeah. pass it down and their kids and their grandkids. And that's what music to me, I think I love the most is that it starts to become this epic long journey that yeah. it, it'll be there forever. That's why these podcasts that we do, my wife and I talk about all the time. It's like, how cool <laughs> is this? Is that our grandkids or our grandkids, grandkids, grand, you know, like so many like, uh, what is it called? Generations, Generations down the road. Yeah. They won't know us, but they can sit right. back and watch these YouTube videos that will be like <laughs> preserved forever. On uh, who knows? Then it won't be a USB key anymore. It'll be like a right a it'll, brain chip. It'll be implanted in them <laughs> when at birth. Yeah, they'll just be they'll, like they'll they'll like just think about it and then boom, the uh, vision of us will pop in their brain. But that's a really cool thing. And songs have always had that because we can go back and listen to songs that were written in, you know, dude. And I always ask writers and artists. What's your favorite song you've ever been a part of? Mm-hmm. Whether you wrote it, sang it or not. I mean, and and nobody ever picks the hit. Nah. There's always that song that you wrote that just clings to your brain and clings uh-huh. to your heart. I mean, it might be Amazing Grace. Yeah. Or it might be something that you and me wrote yesterday. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, there's the, songs are always emotional. Yeah. And emotional you know, great to you and me doesn't mean great. No. And money wise. No. And that's, I think the hard part about that business is that to define you, a lot of times you have to define it by your status. Yeah. You know, like where do you, oh, how, how many number ones do you have? Right. And it's hard because there are a lot of great artists. I think we're starting to see, I don't know, I, with everything, I think there is like this ups and downs, you know, it's yeah. like for a long time, there was just really like like let's say like uh the garth brooks and the alan jacksons and the tims had the industry then all of a sudden here comes like this more poppy sound yeah and then the pop kind of country came in and then now look at it it's like well here's like these chris stapletons and sturgill sims you know it's like yeah music i think evolves and comes back and people like kind of twist it and turn and find their own beautiful path and i mean you're you've probably seen it a 20 you know 20 different ways more than i have as a songwriter because i don't write songs i have no idea what you i'm always impressed i'm like dang that's pretty awesome that they freaking (laughs) that they wrote those lyrics i wish some of those 
you know, I think Stapleton, I mean, we've all known him for almost 30 years. Don't know Sturgill, but he's great. I wish those songs would actually, I wish those cats would have some hits. No, man. Because they're selling records and they're selling jillions of tickets, but they're still not getting to the top of the charts. And it's like, man, I wish they would. Because then maybe we could get some more of those. <laughs> and because yeah. they're freaking brilliant. They're man. out and there. I just, I, yeah. I, but it's hard to TikTok to Chris Stapleton, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, be, I'm playing the devil's advocate right now. But it's like, especially it, when you're built like me or Chris. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. It's hard to dance to those songs. You know, there's only so many, many ways I can, you know, do a Chris Stapleton TikTok. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to try that actually. I think now that we've brought this up, I'm going to do that just on purpose. I think you should. I, I have to say, man, like it, I'm just impressed anytime that I talk to any of my friends that are songwriters or any of the people that I've ever toured with that have put something out because not only is it, you're putting something out, you're putting something out there that people can judge. Yeah. And it's, I think it's easy for people to look at something and be like, oh, that's trash. Be sure. like, you're like, yeah, you might not like it, but yeah. it's like we're saying, there's a lot that goes behind this because being on both sides of the the record, I'm just going to call it, yeah. you've been there before it was, yeah. you know, put to a CD yeah. and then you've been there when it's a CD and had to go and like tell people like, this is good. Listen to this. And sure. that's a hard sell because people get in their little shells and they're like, eh, I don't know, man, that doesn't sound like yeah. so-and-so. And you're like, yeah, but that's the point. If everybody sounded like so-and-so, then we'd have one concert <laughs> yeah i remember uh when i was at rca we had an artist named john randall who i love with all my heart and people didn't play his records because they said he sounded too much like vince gill Whoa. and i thought <laughs> is that a bad thing <laughs> is that a bad thing <laughs> i mean we've got first of all that's the two of the best voices in the world are vince gill and john randall and on the other side of that coin is we've got 65 guys having hits that all sound like George Strait. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Man, Vince Gill. Vince oh, Gill and I've always gosh. wanted to, what is, would they do, Amy Grant and him do the, is it the, not the Ryman or is it the yeah. Opry? Yeah, yeah the, the Ryman. During Christmas, yeah. right? I yeah. need to make that one day. Dude, his last record called Oki was uh, one of my two favorite albums of last year. Wow. And it's just. He brilliant. There's a you've seen Step Brothers, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm the song or I'm the whatever about his voice being the like the sweet baby angel voice from the wherever. Um, I went out and did a couple Eagles shows when Vince Gill was playing. I'm not gonna lie to you, I like the Eagles, but Vince Gill brought like a little bit of like. Yeah. I really like the Eagles now. Yeah. (laughs) Like no offense to those guys, like. Great Dude. songwriters, great musicians, great like performers. A little boring to watch live because they just stand they just there. Just stand there, but, sure. Hey, they have the right to. <laughs> well, but Vince Gill, when he's over there stage right, I was like, dang, this dude is just. That, there's something about his voice. Dude, it's such an overused cliche, but when you go like, he could sing the phone book and it would be great. He's literally <laughs> the guy that could go, Almond, Amber Crombie, oh Anderson, gosh. you know, and it would it be would like, oh my beautiful. gosh. Yeah. Like, what album are you listening to? Uh, this is uh, Tennessee White Pages right. <laughs> by Vince Gill. Yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah. gone platinum 14 times. I'm looking for a tow truck and it's great. No, oh my god, I can't gosh. wait to wait here. And you know what's funny is, 
we love his voice, but his yeah. kids probably like, I don't know if he has kids, but I could just imagine he's like singing in the kitchen. They're like, dad, shut up. Well, one of his daughters has a record deal, <laughs> but yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? Like we, we think it's yeah. like the most amazing thing, but he's probably saying to them a billion times. They're like, dad, okay, we get it. <laughs> you're Vince Gill, bro. <laughs> Dude, nobody believes that you're really grounding me. Yeah, yeah. No one, no one. I don't. You have that this. sweet, high, lonesome <laughs> harmony. That, ain't, that didn't work. <laughs> have you ever written at the uh, what's the little venue? And I, I'm in a space on the name, but it's like a giant house, and then there's a little amphitheater out, um, kind of like off 24 here in Nashville. I forget the girl, uh, not Patty Loveless. It was like. Have you ever written? Yeah, there was like a, a. I went and did a show at this house, not the Fillmore. <laughs> I'm like totally sp- spacing on what this. But it was crazy. Like, we did this venue and it was in the middle of like this little wooded area. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Patty LaBelle. Not Patty LaBelle, but. Loveless? Oh, no, it's not the lovely. I, no, you said Patty. Patty Loveless? Maybe. I don't know. But it, it was like I don't the know. Fontana. The font, oh, the Fontaine, uh, the Fon. I know Fontenelle. Fontenelle. Yes, God, I knew it'd come. Barbara Mandrell. Ba- I was so off. <laughs> I was like the furthest. Like I was like, yeah, you know Whoopi Goldberg. You know, like that girl. She had a song. I think Whoopi Goldberg and Arnold Schwarzenegger oh used to own it. Yeah. Or Barbara Mandrell. Or Barbara Mandrell. Um, I wrote with a really good buddy of mine that lives right down the road from that place. I've never actually been there. Really? I've heard it's fantastic. It blew it's my... a three or 4,000 seat place, right? It's a really intimate yeah, concert place. Yeah. And then up the hill, you can go and do, I think, a day tour during okay. the time of like her house. But at night... Um, Babs. Well, they like gave they opened it up for us to shower and get okay. it, like they were like all the roadies were like oh yeah just go up the hill there's some food upstairs uh, and I met this guy there but he gave me a tour and it was so cool because he was like oh yeah if you go look at this one pole there's all these like you know songwriters have signed their names there oh and yeah it was just they had a really big wooden room that you could just imagine a bunch of just don't go th- rummaging through the underwear drawers. <laughs> yeah, <stuff. laughs> yeah, just stay. I actually showered in her marble shower. No, I swear, because like I've, I'm like one of those guys when I toured, I'd be like, "Oh, is that where the Michael Jordan's dressing room used to be?" They'd right. be like, "Oh yeah, then that's I'm, the, that's the Bulls. Uh, that's the Bulls." Yeah. They're like, "You can't go in there." Be like, "Well, yeah, but is it cool if I shower in there?" They're like, "No." I'd be like, "Are you sure?" So I always pushed the limits wherever I was, just because it was like, what a story to tell, dude. I always took the, uh, the 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 road on the road uh-huh. of, am I ever going to be getting paid to be here again? He, no, probably. I don't know. We, we don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I always so I'm, took. So I'm taking a shower in mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's shower. <laughs> I used to walk the venues and I would hit the handles. Oh, it looked like I was about to rob the place probably because I was just going and seeing what doors are open. I've ended up in so many cool little oh, rooms, that's great. like interview rooms, like trophy rooms. I've like I've gotten into some trouble though. I ended up on the big screen one day, like everyone's loading in, and they had the big screen playing above us, um, like the jumbotron. And I found this interview room, and I just like went and, like started talking in this mic. And I come back out, and I was like, "Dude, you're on TV up there." I was like, "Oh, dang, look at that!" Hi. <laughs> 
They're like, can you get to loading in now? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, one other thing that was fun to me was uh, NBA locker rooms. The showers yeah. were always like nine feet tall. Yeah. So no matter where it was pointing, if you chose the one that wasn't correct, you just had to choose another one because there's no way that you were ever going to like move the shower head. Yeah. You know, and that hot water was cold by the time it got to us because like yeah. we're normal size. Yeah, Toronto <laughs> in the winter, not fun. <laughs> Dude, I remember taking uh, Martina McBride to Minneapolis to sing the anthem for the Minnesota Wolves. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you're watching it on TV, and I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid, <laughs> everybody's the same height. So you really don't think about them being yeah how tall they really are. So we're in the hallway as Christian Leitner and those guys back then are walking past us, and you go, whoa. So that's what 610 looks like. <laughs> Holy crap. And me and Martina just looked at each other yeah. like, dang, we are like little baked potatoes down here compared uh, to those cats. 100%. And it's, it's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. And then you see shoes and shower heads and oh my gosh. It starts to blow guys. your mind. The yeah. chairs that they sit on, you're uh, like, what in the world? Yeah. They're folding chairs. My feet don't even touch the ground when I'm dangling on them. No. And, and it's funny. Yeah, you're right. Because like we see them on TV and you see the coach standing next to him <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Maybe you've never heard of that guy, but you he used to play basketball for a reason because he also is like 6'10". Yeah. And so, yeah, you like have this false perception of like how <laughs> tall they are. Um, for some reason, I would always run into players uh, in Dallas, like looking uh, at your shirt uh, where actually I saw Vinnie Paul walk through the back uh, one time. And I know it was at a Nickelback show. I mean, whatever. Uh, to, well, I, I, I probably would have like jaw hit the the ground if i saw a dime but you know it was already past his time but you know yeah. big up to dime but i love the shirt though and but i would always end up getting stuck next to the players like i'd be trying to get through the hall and there'd be like dirk Nowinski. i'd be like oh, and he's just like this giant man you're like uh, uh, uh i guess i'll just kind of walk behind you because i can't go this way and i can't go that way and you go you're seven foot tall how are you that graceful this is just yeah. absolutely stupid one time well, one of them was looking through the curtains like because they closed the big curtains like in the voms you know and you looked underneath and, them. well yeah he's looking through it i'm like everybody knows who you are because you're all as tall as the freaking right. curtain is like at least get on your knees and look through it and, and no one will give you a hard time. Did you ever hear the uh, Dallas Stars theme song that Pantera wrote? I, I, I knew that they did. Oh. I've never heard it, though. Got to find it. It's awesome. Uh, what's your favorite Pantera song? Oh, man. Which is my favorite dog? Which is my favorite guitar? <laughs> no, All that, of them? Yeah, to me, that's just that's just one of those... I mean, I know some writers go, oh, my songs are my precious children. I go, yeah, nah. no, they're not. They're no, just Kleenexes. <laughs> Blow your nose and go on to the next one. Well, this but, is a good segue then, because then I was going to ask you this question. Though you're in the country music business, is rock and metal and that heavy stuff the genre you would go to if it wasn't country? Yes. The, <laughs> my whole thing, when I left the record business uh -huh. and just started writing and we were writing 150 songs a year. My whole thing was write country during the day, get in the car and I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, throw in Pantera, throw in Rush, throw in Aerosmith, Ooh, yeah. 
and that would kind of it was kind of a wasabi for the brain Mm -hmm. and it would kind of cleanse my palate and then the next morning I would get up and I could not wait to write country music. Oh, that's cool. And then again, that evening, Pantera, whatever, cleansed the palate. Yeah. And so everything was always fresh to me. I like Because I just, I always wanted to have a foot in both worlds. Yeah. And, and that way I always also enjoyed everything. Everything was always legitimate. Nothing. I didn't. I didn't look down on anything because I was never above anything. Yeah. You know. And my favorite kinds of music were actually classical and jazz. Nice. Because those two formats of music were so out of my realm, out of my own ability. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would listen to Miles Davis, and I go, I can't even comprehend what he's doing. Yeah. Which made it purely enjoyable Mm -hmm. because i there was no competition whereas like a a guitar player or whatever you know kenny chesney's guitar player well i could i could could play that you know what the crap am i doing here i could do that there was nothing like that and classical of course was just i mean instrumentation alone beauty yeah and so it, it that was perfect so i always tried to find enjoyment and and yeah, just enjoyment from all sorts of different kinds of music. That's a really cool, and the way that you put that was really cool. It like cleansed your palate and just like allowed you to go to a different place and then come back out and say, "All right, let's let's do a song." Absolutely, and you know what, man? And not to interrupt you, and I'm no, sorry no, about no, that. Go, go. But I remember Craig Wiseman telling me, he goes, you know, what everybody always talks about music is art. Let's <laughs> art, art, art. And he goes, you know what? There's just as much art in a perfectly written three-minute country song as there is in a beethoven symphony yeah and it was like you know what that's exactly right man well artist perspective right it's like you know like what could be beauty to you is beauty to someone else and or isn't beauty or isn't yeah absolutely it yeah like there is beauty in beethoven but there's some beethoven Mm. songs i hear them like "Eh, i could (laughs) Whatever I'm a, Good I'm a to write it, but I'm a, I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I like I, Craig, that's a great. Craig is a smart guy. I like oh Craig. He, he's not only smart, he's hysterical too. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my wife worked for him for eleven years. That's crazy. Yeah. So she's got some good stories. Oh, I get <laughs> and some bad stories. Did, maybe I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm. You came to a Vegas show maybe one time. Yeah. With Craig. And everyone, it must have been like a, um, I can't remember when, but I, I, I have a feeling that that's one of the places that we hung out. Is it FGL? I'm going to say FGL. Cause he, every time that I was in Vegas with FGL, Craig was there and we had way too much fun. <laughs> was it the ACMs? Might've been. Cause we were there doing, I mean, I've been there. Was it the bike ramps? <clears throat> yeah. That was one time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we all went out to eat and yeah. Um, that was an FGL trip. They flew all the riders. Yeah. And then we went up to the top of the yeah. uh, Mandalay. Yeah. And I don't remember the rest. <laughs> you made it home. I have pictures. <laughs> I was there for a while. <laughs> 
I I was the troublemaker uh, for a while in that in that camp. So I'm just glad that they held on to me for so long and no one like I never didn't really piss too many people off. But Dude. no, Craig was always a sweetheart to me. And his is it KK? KK, yeah, yeah. KK, his wife. She's she was always just oh like the gosh. nicest person to me. Craig has the opinion that. If I'm having fun, mm. I want everyone around me to have fun. Yeah. And it's it's super generous, and he's got enough money to do it. And it's like, if I'm going to have a great steak, you're going to have let's, a great steak. And let's go. Let's go eat steak. Let's go hang out. And if that is 100 people, that's all good, man. And I can imagine writing a song with someone like that, oh, too. It's dude. like, hey, if we're going to write a song, let's write a good song. He's the most, I mean, one of the most intimidating people <laughs> Because he will just tell you, your your poop stinks. Which is, I, I, which is great for the song, but you got to know going in, yeah, dude. Put on your Kevlar, man. You might get jacked in the jaw here, which is fine. Which is great because when you think about something like that, though, I'd much rather someone tell me, "Hey, dude." Oh my gosh! I know that you have something here, but you need to dig a little deeper. Because yeah, at the end of the day, if everybody just blows steam up your your backside, yeah, then yeah. then you know, <laughs> um, then everybody's gonna be like, then when it gets to the public, they're really gonna yeah. eat you alive. So you might as well get eaten alive at a small. Dude, you know. we don't have time to waste. <laughs> yeah, we, well, you and when you're writing 150, like you said, you will that like who knows how many Craig has written, but. Like just you, like writing 150 songs in one year. Yeah, that's a that's a feat, <laughs> dude. I've got over about 1,100 songs, and and the the thing about writing with a Craig is okay. January 10th, we're gonna write. Mm-hmm. But when's the next time we're gonna write? <laughs> well, that's gonna be May 10th. Yeah. So we're gonna stick it out till 10 o'clock that night. Yeah. And we're gonna finish this song, and if it's not great, we're gonna stick it out till 12 o'clock. Yep. And just make sure every part of that song is as tight and as good as we can make it. I love it. And then you go, you know what? And then it, then it's up to everybody else. <laughs> He's a big hugger, which oh, I like about him, He's too. He's the best, man. So I could only imagine after a long riding session, he'd just give you a big old hug. Yeah, big old sweaty <laughs> cigar smelling hug. <laughs> and we probably would have eaten a couple of bags of pork rinds. <laughs> that, I, 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 I should be a songwriter. I love pork rinds, and I love just hanging out. <laughs> Do you like cigars? You know what? I probably could get into them. I never have though. That was like never. I I, I liked a, you know what my thing. I loved a good Marlboro Red for years, and oh, then out of nowhere, one day I had one and I was like, "That's disgusting." And then I went to menthol for another <laughs> half a decade. And uh, when you were on the rap tours, no, it was actually surprisingly. Uh, I did like a festival in the sun one time, probably like a you know giant rock festival right. and i was hung over and i had i'm pretty sure i just had like a normal like marble light and i was like this is horrible what am i doing i feel like i'm Why? dying like it's heating me up i just want to go crawl in my bunk i have a fire then, in my hand and then someone was smoking a menthol and i was like i get i've tried one before but i'll try it again and i was like ah it's like a it's like a whole like i'm in an ice skating rink right now this is magical <laughs> so yeah like but but cigars to me always reminded me of that hot marble red so probably we'll, yeah. one day we'll one day i'll come back out here and uh we'll sit out on the patio and we'll uh 
I'll bring some cigars and we can have some. <laughs> Come on. We'll, we'll write, we'll, we'll write another podcast as opposed exactly. to a song. Exactly. <laughs> so do you, do you, um, do you still write to this day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love writing. I think writing is my, the most favorite part of my life. And I don't do it as much as I did because I, I seriously feel like I kind of aged out. Like I listen to country radio yeah. and I listen to country radio all the time and there's amazingly yeah. talented people. It's just, it's, I'm 57 years old, so it's not always for me, but I understand that it's great and these people are amazing, but I just, I go, eh, you know what? I don't, Yeah. it's just not necessarily for me. I, I mostly I write rock stuff. Okay. Uh, I write a lot of Zoom stuff with my LA buddies. Oh, that's awesome! And and that that is is happier for me. That's cool. Just because rock, unless you're going real industrial stuff or real super, you know, nugga 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 stuff, it, it's just kind of like rock doesn't really age out. Nah, you know, not as much as as country has. Rock is rock. It's been. It's kind of rock. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, <laughs> I love that. Still, like some of these, like. Kisses and Motley Crues oh and gosh. Poisons. And I like I got to do a tour with the Scorpions, Rat, All right. Cinderella. Te- and then we had like this revolving door of opening, 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 opening acts. And it was like Tesla, Jackal, Dude, uh Dave Rude from Tesla is one of my best friends. Oh no way. Yep. Talking I, to him last They night. only played like two of those or maybe three of the dates. But it was amazing. They're such great guys. Oh, man. I was like, that whoa. whole band. Oh yeah, blown and they're away. great players. It they were, and and the sad part about moments like that is like you get to go see, or I got to see them every night, let's say. But it was like you wanted more for yeah. the audience because you're like, oh, they're not even like they're doing like a thirty minute set. Like this yeah. should be an hour set because it's so magical. <laughs> but yeah, so that. But speaking of like rock, I mean like the Scorpions every night. I mean, Dude, one of the greatest bands of all time. Uh, I would walk a, like because I wasn't a front of house system engineer at the time. So I would go out there, make sure like the system guy was good. Just kind of stand there if he needed me to do anything for him. And then I would kind of like walk around or I would just go to the bus at times after like the 14th time seeing the show. Right. You know, it's like, OK, <laughs> um, but one song I would come back out every night. and It was the zoo oh, man. and listening to and the the. The front of house guy, his name was Akeem, and he looked like Albert Einstein, this German guy that wore like a Hawaiian shirt, and he was on this big analog desk, and it was so cool because at the zoo, at one point, the guitars, they like hard pan them, and they kind of like sweep back and forth, and he would do it manually as manually. opposed oh, yeah. it was, and it and it made such a difference too because yeah. you could hear it going through the pa and like this real just melodic like oh man it was cool I, i'm not gonna lie that was one of those moments that i'll always in my mind of touring go back to one of the greatest bands of all time it's it's unbelievable how they sell so many tickets here yeah but they're still not really nah, it wasn't. you know they're not on that i mean we're, we're gonna go to that uh 
Def Leppard, Motley Crue yeah. thing, the stadium thing. You know, it's like, Scorps should be on that, man. They should. They would be crushing on that. They would do the pyramid, too, every night. Oh, my gosh. With Klaus Meine. It took a little longer for them to get up yeah. there. And Klaus is a small guy. but and it, he's old. And, uh, the bass player and the guitar player, I mean, they're, oh, they're old, too. But they're in shape. I was always impressed. I was like, dang, these guys. Man. And then they would get Klaus on their legs and they would do the little pyramid every night at the end. I was like, all right, Ugh, I see what you guys are doing. Such a great band. There is something to be said about that. Like, like you see, you're saying like rock is rock, you know, it's like really hard to, I don't know, mess up a rock song, but I guess people yeah. do all the time. But when you see these <laughs> yeah. bands, you're like, and that's the reason they're still out there. That's like, why? I don't know. Like, why not? Like, you're just missing... You're going to miss out if you don't go see them. You know, you look at those bands and you look at the Skinnards and, and any of the other, I don't want to call them older bands, that's <laughs> not being respectful, but but you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I took my dad to see uh, ZZ Top. Oh, so good. And he goes, why do you think they're still out here? And I said, because it's fun. Yeah. And he goes... There you go. Yeah. There's nothing more to it. They're yeah. Just having a blast. Why not? Billy does. They've probably, that one song alone, probably they could have mailbox money the rest of their life. Dude, you know what? Those guys, <laughs> yeah. They're I mean, just enjoying it. Even though Dusty's gone now, it's it's like, why would you go home? Nah. That's got to be the biggest question in the world. Yeah. My you buddy know? Pooch actually was just mixing them, but he also gets to mix Iron Maiden. I mean, like, what a cool gig. Come he's like, on. you're getting called. Like, he's, I mean, Pooch is one of the greatest, you know, in the world. But when I think of like that, it's like, dang, dude, you're like, you're mixing rock. Like, rock, rock. I think Maiden's <laughs> the best, the best band of all time. Did you see them when they came to? Oh, yeah. yeah. He I've was, he was there mixing. We got to uh, see him for a hot minute. And it, I'd never seen Iron Maiden before. Oh, my gosh. When we get done, I actually used their shirt because, like, it, shrunk a little i thought i got a small and i should have probably gotten a large knowing that those tour shirts shrink but i use it now as like when i do the outdoor gigs i put it over my laptop and stuff so it doesn't oh, you know man. like but it's the yeah it's a rock it's just a cool rock shirt dude i don't have any idea how many maiden shirts i have <laughs> but yeah that that's that's absolutely my favorite band of all time i, th I just think it's just unbelievable and That's you know cool. this last record there's three songs on there over 10 minutes long it's like are you kidding me you just keep doing this thing you just keep going and what's awesome about a 10 minute song is you're literally telling everyone like i don't care i wanted to put that on there man <laughs> that's that kind of writing versus like country writing is we're not we don't care. We don't. We're not looking for radio play. Nope. We're not looking for hit singles. Nope. We're we're going to keep the fans that yep. have bought 150 million records, yeah. and they're going to buy this one, too. Because, yeah. Tool. They're another band that Absolutely. They, they're Absolutely. never going to conform to any kind nope. of standard because they don't want to. And they're going to, you know, I mean, there's that old uh, Metallica documentary with uh, Jason Newstead, and mm -hmm. people were saying, like, you guys sold out. And he goes, absolutely. absolutely. We sell out every yeah. night in every venue yeah, 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 we play. Yeah. And it was like, I remember bam. that. Yeah, that was Dude. Like but that's like Tool. Every night. There's there's not one ticket for sale up for a walk-up or anything else, man. No. Bam. People, that's that amazing thing that music does to people. Yep. It doesn't matter. Rap, 
whatever you like, you're going to find that song and yep. it's going to either be the beat that gets you or yep. it's going to be the lyrics, you know? Yep. And then, so being a songwriter that you have, there's just that magic that has to happen in a room and, yeah. and, and whether it goes to number one or whether it, it just stays for the fans, they are going to love it. Or whether nobody ever hears really? it but you and me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally serious. When you talk about 20 minutes ago, you were talking about having a great day. Yeah. I got to that point after having just the couple of hits that I had where I just said, from now on, I just want to have a great day. Yeah. And I, if I know you're a great writer, but you're a bad person mm-hmm. i'm just not gonna write with you yeah i'm gonna go over here and i'm gonna write with this guy mm-hmm. he's probably not as good as you are but we're gonna have a great day yeah. and we're gonna have a great lunch and we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about our awesome wives mm-hmm. and that's just and i just i just think happy people write better songs mm-hmm. just like happy employees yeah. are better employees 100 percent and so i just always wanted to make sure that i just i have a good day every day there's something about that. And I, I recently just heard someone say that in a really cool way as well. It's like, well, if you don't like something, just don't associate with it. Because if you yeah. do, then you actually boost it a little. Yeah. That's you know, a good point. Yeah. Like, so if you don't like something, like, cause like, if you don't like, let's just say you don't like country music, you don't have to listen to country music. Right. But there's a lot of people that do. And, yeah. and there, why expel any energy into something you don't like? Yeah. Because at the end of the day... We're all different. And and that's the beauty behind, like you said, writing with some of these different people. As you know, going in, you're like, ooh, that one's probably going to be like this because they always yeah. tend to do. And there's enough to go around. There's plenty to go around. There's all the, the so, love. Yeah. There's love. There's so much love. All I can say is this. Walking, like I haven't seen you in, and this is a good example of what love does. Walking out of the car, you hear you come wearing a Pantera shirt and Dallas Cowboy colors. And I'm like... I get out of the car. I'm like, I love your shirt. Haven't seen you in, I don't know, seven years. Yeah. What do we do? We hugged. Yep. That right there, yep. I knew right away we were going to have a good show. Whether we talk about everything that I sent you on the list or not, doesn't matter. We're going to have fun sitting here talking about yep. what we do. And that, and I think that that truly does start to like get into people and why things are good is yeah. because, yeah, if you're going to, if you have, if you go into that mindset of like, I'm going to write a good song today because I'm happy doesn't matter if it actually goes to number one because it's a good song to you. It's a good song to that guy. I, just, I want to concentrate on the things that we have in common instead of our differences because I think that's going to make every part of my day better. Hell yeah. You know? You no, know? That's I mean, it's, cool. it's going to make our songs better. It's going to make our relationships better. It's going to make our groceries better, <laughs> our supper better. You know, you, mean, yeah. you know what I mean? No. And like, you get to you get to do that in multiple ways now, especially with your podcast show, is that you get to hear all these other people's stories and you yeah. get to tell the world about them. You know, it's like, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they do really cool stuff and, and they're maybe behind the scenes their whole life. I think also the thing about podcasts and stuff like ours is is people find out they have <laughs> stuff in common with people that they didn't know they had stuff in common with. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that me and Christopher Pratt are that much alike. And then I listen to a podcast and I go, well, crap, dude, we wear the same sort of boxer shorts. That's awesome. You know, or whatever. <laughs> it's like, well, that's cool. Yeah. That's a, I didn't know that. I didn't uh, that know is that. A good, that is a, a good point. And, and I'm new to podcasting and 
all I can say is I love it because I get to sit in really cool places with really cool people. Yeah. And I just get to yeah. engage with them. And even if I've known them for years, it's like, let's not talk about the thing that we always talk about. Let's talk about like something completely different. Then boom, all of a sudden we've been talking for an hour. I don't know that his name is Christopher either. I know it's Chris, but, <laughs> but yeah. And you also find out that the person that you were, you shared a bus for five years with <laughs> once you get here, you learn stuff that you had no yeah. idea. Oh it's man. Like, I didn't know you did that or like that or grew up there or played that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting just peeling the layers off mm -hmm. of. Well, walking in instantly, friends. I was like, Whoa, Dixie chicks. And then I'm like, Oh, Martina McBride. You're like how, like I would have known none of that. All I really, I kind of looked you up a little bit because I was like, I mean, I know, I know Bart, but I really don't know Bart. So I'm going to go kind of in. And then I was like, you know what? Like, all right. I kind of read real quick. I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right. I'm going to go. And it was that way because I knew that as much as I could read about a person, ah, I want to, yeah. I want to talk about it, you know? Yeah. And I, I have to say, I love where you're at, man. This is just so peaceful out here. So to I'm sure a lot of your inspiration comes from being able to just go out there and oh, look man. into the woods and yeah, I love being out here. When when Amy and I got married, she it it took her a little while to get used to coming to the country because <laughs> it's so quiet, so quiet. And then one night, bam! I love it out here because it's so quiet and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. good because this is where we live baby <laughs> are you from nashville originally no i'm from nebraska oh man are I, you a corn husker absolutely <laughs> there's a helmet right there come on up on that yeah there KRK is monitor look at that yeah man i love i love nebraska football my whole family still lives there okay and uh yeah dude um, i mean everybody in my family mm -hmm. is a musical person Everybody plays something. So there was always music in my house. Nice. There was always somebody doing something musical. I mean. I love that. None of us are great, you know, but everybody, everybody loves mm -hmm. listening to music and singing along and being in church and playing church music and singing church mm -hmm. music. We're all in the choir and everything. And it's just like, I came down here to go to Belmont. Oh, okay. And uh, I just, I stayed here. That's awesome. And though. I got my first record gig at 16th Avenue Records that mm -hmm. I was saying earlier. And yeah, man, I just. It fell in love. Yeah. But, man, what? And you, you never went to the West Coast then? Because I know nope. you said, you, but you have friends out there. Is it, is, are some of your West Coast rock friends moving to yeah. Nashville? Yep. It seems like there's been a trend of that over the last decade yep. where it, I. I don't, I don't know if it's because they all have kids and they would rather raise kids and. Nashville than LA I don't know. or, or it, if they're just figuring out that Nashville is as far as touring goes it's way more central yeah oh yeah if you're gonna be bussing everything yeah why wouldn't you why would you start three days away is there and I'm just gonna go on a limb and say there's probably more songwriters here too so if you do enjoy songwriting I would think so yeah it's like a like oh now I can go and write and all my rock guys want to write country stuff. And when I'm with them, I, I want to write rock stuff. But I mean, more of those guys are coming here and more of the country artists uh -huh. are open to more of the rock 
yeah. writers. They probably bring a little bit of flavor. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of musicians too, like Tommy Clafudos just got here. I, mm. I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but he's <laughs> Ozzy's drummer and, and stuff. And, you know, and he's a freaking great drummer. Yeah. But a lot of those rock guys, you know, I mean, Scott Borchetta just signed John Five. Oh, wow. So he's been in and out of here a lot more. Dude, John Five. Dude, he's unbelievable. And I told you, I'm not like a big any like i don't really know guitars i really don't know like i'm the audio guy that's not shouldn't be an audio guy i should just be i should just be the friend that brings drinks to people on tour like that's really what i should have done but i took my buddy to uh i think it was like a yeah it was like corn and white zombie oh dude and john five was playing yeah. or maybe it was just uh what's his name uh rob and friend but i kept telling my friend i'm like dude when this guy comes out yeah just be ready because it is a show in its own. Yeah. Fold your arms, lean against something, and just watch. Amazing. Dude, we went and saw him, uh, Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. Uh-huh. And that was just one of the best shows of all time. It's so like, cool. Oh, it was so much fun, you know? And it's like, everybody knows it's pantomime. It's it's vaudeville. It, <laughs> but it's so much fun. And the yeah. songs are great. And the playing is great. It's like, oh, <laughs> just... Shut up. Get out of the way, man. Just <laughs> And he, he plays a Telecaster, too, Yeah, uh, John 5, which he's, is not your typical rock instrument, right? Well, he's got double coils pickups in it, double coil pickups. Oh, okay, but, okay. but he he says he has, you know, a Tele from every year they've ever been made. And he's like a picker, right? Yeah. Like, he's uh, like a... He's a, a real picker. He's... Yeah. That's what I think really led me yeah. to liking him, is that someone was like, oh, yeah, he's a rock god in a way. Yeah. But check this out. And I was like, what? Yeah. That sounds like I'm listening to like an old Hank Williams, you know, jam or something. <laughs> Dude, he's written with a bunch of my friends and I would love to write with him or at least be in, in the be in the room because I would love to watch him write to yeah. see is it all guitar histrionics or is it do you like settle down? Do you strum? Yeah. You know, yeah, what do you do? You do? <laughs> How does this work with yeah. you? Because yeah, he's unbelievable guitar player. For That's sure. awesome. I got. I and I'm sure you probably went to this show, but it was the Motley Crue Alice Cooper yes. tour at Bridgestone. Yes. Remember Tommy got stuck in the, yes. uh, in his little roller coaster ride. For, he got stuck here. We also went to the uh, the last show in, in LA. LA, and, and he, he got, got stuck, stuck upside yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. what, what was awesome about that tour, and I've, I've said it before, was watching Alice Cooper every night was... Oh, man. Ah, Molly Cruz good. Alice Cooper is a show. And he, you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't talk to the audience. Yeah. Because it's a show. He's putting on this performance, and yeah. he goes into this character, and it is a character. I mean... And awesome, Rob Zombie man. would come out all the time and stand side stage. Because all those guys, they just, they feed off each other, I feel like. Yeah. It's like good vibes, just put out good vibes, and then they just keep putting out these hits. But he ended up buying us, uh, he took, I shouldn't say he took me to a movie, we ended up in at the Mall of America <laughs> on a day off. And to see Alice outside of, you know, like his world, he's not wearing makeup, like to the movies and stuff yeah. like that. And there they are buying popcorn. And they're like, oh, guys, well, why don't you just join us for the movie? And so there I am sitting with, like, Alice Cooper, his wife, the bass player. I'm like, 
this is kind of freaking cool. It was dumb and dumber. -er. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like made it even better. It was like, okay, well, I guess this is like a really cool story. No, you know, Alice says he golfs every morning and goes to a mall in the afternoon. It's wild, right? He's been sober forever. He loves Jesus. Yeah. And it's awesome. And And you would never see that in his show. He's just so good. Such a good guy. Um, Well, I think we can start to slowly wrap this up. I don't think we're done yet, but I'd, I'd like to say like, dude, what a cool life that we both have been able to enjoy in two different sides that have come to collide in a way. Like, you know, being able to watch FGL grow, I know that you had a a part to that. I don't, you know, like it might've been a small part compared to some others, but those songs, whether you like FGL or not, those are, I mean, bangers (laughs) bangers <laughs> hey i like one of them because i wrote it <laughs> yeah. but, but a lot of people hate oh, on them like yeah. nickelback you know and they're like oh well they they can just put out hit after hit and they're like yeah because they have they have fun when they write dude people that trash nickelback are idiots <laughs> because it's like we went and saw him one time when when you know joey moy yeah. came into the craig fold and we went and saw him and it's like Okay, so let's see. There's growly vocals, awesome riffs, killer songs, fantastic uh-huh. production. Yeah, what? We hate them? Uh, yeah. what, uh, you know what? Shut up. Did you go see them on the tour where they had the, the lift up, uh, the stage lifted up out of the stage? I don't remember. Oh, okay. And they had like these two um, escalator type things that took them out on I these wings. I don't think so. Uh, I got to shoot a cannon for them, oh, and a t shirt cannon. But dude, just, you know picking on those guys like you're stupid shut up i know they're fantastic band great songs some of the greatest guitar tones of all time well and that's chad's awesome man he's He's a great singer he's a great guy and the songs are fantastic i always love them and the same way with like fgl they'll always have like a special special place to me because they were a band to me that was their songs hit harder live. Yeah. I don't know if that was the same yeah. with you, yep. but there's something about them that they just knew how to put the inflection or the, they, the snare hit different, yep. I, the great songs, but their lyrics. So it, though, like you said at the beginning of this could seem simple to some people. Yeah. We're really big lyrics. Dude. So I think it's awesome that you've had a chance to write with not only them, but I mean, I was looking at the list and I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And and Tyler especially, not to take anything away from BK, but Tyler is such a good performer that when you hear those lyrics, you, yeah. belie- you believe those lyrics. 100%. And that band, they've always had a great band. I don't know who's going to be out with them when they're doing festivals this year because they fired the whole band. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll get... young smoking guns that are going to come out and crush it's going to be a great show yeah but yeah i don't yeah i man you know people go like people want to poop on bro country it's like (laughs) dude you know what you know what's great about bro country is it's us yeah yeah who doesn't like sitting on a tailgate drinking a beer looking at pretty girls yeah nobody doesn't like and high-fiving and (laughs) high-fiving yes and and those guys 
and like Luke and and Aldine and those cats, they're they're the biggest bro country guys ah, in the world, great and shows. they're fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. And great shows, great production. The sounds mm-hmm. great. Everything's great. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I just I love that that's a memory that I get to share with you. Oh man, you know because absolutely, it was such a big part to my career. And now, as we've been talking, I can I'm picturing some of the moments that we got to share, and it's cool because yeah, they've real. That's what music does. It shares yeah. moments with people, whether, you know, there's artists that I'm not even a, like, like a Chris Stapleton, but I can picture when everybody, when that first album came out, yeah. I remember how happy people were. Oh man. And I remember everybody was playing it in all their cars and all the buses I got on. And, yeah. and I can picture how <laughs> great that that made people feel it, even though it didn't make me feel that way. I yeah. was like, this is cool. I've never heard of this guy. And they're like, you've never heard of Chris Stapleton. Then like, um, shortly after that I ended up doing a show with him on this beach in Philly and I'm like well if I don't know him now I'm gonna know him now <laughs> yeah no I've never heard of Chris Stableson I've been out with Queen yeah sorry <laughs> yeah my bad sorry I was uh, just touring the world with Alicia Keys uh, yeah, who's sorry. this Chris Stapleton feller and he's not that big in Tokyo <laughs> And that's the idea. Oh my gosh. That I, I, we talked about this a little right before we got on. I have been that guy just because I've been so arrogant about some of the cool artists I've worked for. But there are so many young artists that, and so many old artists too. And I say old that have just been around and done it for so long that are great. And, and I think that people like you that love this stuff, you'll continue to push those people, you know, even if you don't write as much. I can still see you going to a right and giving it the hundred percent because you love it. I'm never not going to be a fan. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You know, we're always going to, even all the contacts we have, we're still going to be buying tickets for something. We're still going to be buying music. Mm -hmm. We're never not going to be fans. That's a good point. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I love it. (laughs) I think that we're going to, Let's end on that. That's a good note. Right. I like that. We'll always be fans. Always and if you're fans. not, then there's something we got to re- re- rethink it. <laughs> but I like the way that's a good end to this. But I think we should do this again because there's still so much to what you do and what you've done in this industry. I think mm. it'd be cool to have you back on in the future and, and cool. let, yeah. let people hear more maybe the writing process. Okay. Because I think there's something to be said about... Each person has their own way of getting to something. Yeah. It'd be cool to hear your way and like, like you kind of hit a little bit on it. Like you, you listen to certain music one night and then the next morning you wake up. But I still think that there's a progression even inside of that next day that allows you to put out a hit, you know? Sure. And I would love to actually, and we didn't really touch on this either, but I would love to hear kind of like the emotion behind hearing your first song on the radio. I mean... I, and and I don't want to cut it short, so I'm not even going to ask right this second. But I want to know that, so I think we set this up for you know down the road. We do another cool. one, and we do more of a, a a spotlight. We had too much fun talking about other all the other cool things. And I'll come to your place next time. Yeah, I'm down. Absolutely. So, well, I just I thank you so much, Bart, awesome, for your man. time, thank you. Th- dude. Beautiful room. I love this uh, old record player. If you That's, are uh, not watching, I just highly suggest going to YouTube subscribing and then fast forwarding to the end if you already listened to this but that is really cool that's my life-size grammy 
That is a life-size Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% a life-size uh, Grammy. Graffinola. That's pretty. She yes. still work? Um, I don't know. That was my grandparents. Wow. I don't know. It has a, yeah. Well, we're not going to find out. But I'm going to say that that's a cool piece to have in her room <laughs> Thanks, now. Dude. All right, Backyards and Bevies fans. We thank you so much for your time. Cheers. Thank you for uh, listening to us ramble on about amazing music. And oh, man. Next time, let's uh, my house. We'll talk about Absolutely. some more uh, songwriting. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Cheers. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, my buddy Bart here a little cheers and <laughs> bottoms up. Oh. Oh. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Yeah.